back to order. All right, good evening, folks. Uh, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live at our website, qac.org live, or on our television channel, BreezeLine Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by going to the live Zoom meeting by going to qac.org slash public comment. Citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be summarized during our press and public comment period on tonight's agenda. We acknowledge everyone's participation and by attending you acknowledge that the session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you do care to speak, please sign the sheet on the information table in our lobby. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Jim Moran. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you can remain standing for a moment of silence for those that lost their lives in the Louisville shooting. Thank you very much. Right, thank you, commissioners. I'll just mention quickly that uh, uh, Commissioner Chris Corcorino is, uh, was standing uh, for the Pledge of Allegiance. He is on assignment in Tampa. He is actually zooming in for the meeting this evening. He's on the screen there, if uh, you can see him. Those of you that are here in our audience, and welcome, Chris. Good to see you. Bruce, you make him look good on that TV. <laughs> he does it all, so. <laughs> all right, that brings us to the approval of today's agenda for our meeting April the 11th. So the agenda, along with our regular and closed session minutes from March 28th. In addition to those, the budget work session minutes from March 30th and April 4th have all been circulated for review. Do we have any additions and or corrections? Oh, motion to accept the agenda and minutes as submitted. Second. Got a motion to second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Chris, you can just give a thumbs up. There you go. There you go. Okay, we just held a uh, brief closed session under the general provisions article section 3305B1 to discuss boards and commissions and article 3305B3 to discuss land acquisition. So we have uh, a few announcements, uh, the first of which is to make an appointment to the Ethics Commission. I move to appoint Mark Kasha to fill the vacancy on the Ethics Commission these, this term will expire on December 31st, 2024. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? <clears throat> Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Five all right. Thank you, commissioners. Uh, secondly, we um, are happy to announce we have a purchase agreement from the Dixon family. Uh, this is a piece of property for uh, the extension of the South Island Trail, one of a couple pieces that we've been pursuing. It's uh, for 0.659 acres, and this would be the first step to moving that towards uh, a settlement, and the cost of that 
property is uh, $33,000. So we have the originals here for the commissioner's consideration and uh, I believe it's set up for President Moran's signature. Should you agree? Okay, I move to approve the purchase contract for the Dixon property in the amount of $33,000 and I will have Commission President Jim Moran execute the purchase contract. <laughs> second. Perfect. All righty. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. 5-0. All right. Thank you, Commissioners. That brings us to press and public comments. So. Thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing. This commission respects everyone's desire to convey messages freely. When you come forward, please speak clearly at the standing microphone. State your name, address, and topic of interest. And in keeping with the dignity of our office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. Warren Wright, look at this. That's a way to start off a meeting. Commissioners, about uh, three years ago, we wrote in our volunteers. Name, name and address. Oh, Warren Wright, I'm a volunteer for the Queen Anne's County Drug Creek Coalition. I live at uh, 201 Myers Road. It's Chestertown, Queen Anne's County side. <laughs> uh, anyway, three years ago, we wrote a, our volunteers wrote an opioid grant uh, and it allowed us to start working closely with the Board of Education and their students and not adding drug awareness to the list of the things that teachers have to do. Uh, in addition to that, we, uh, our person that uh, does the grant also teaches life skills to the middle schoolers. We found it to be a great thing. You guys have helped participate in the poster contests which are in the school and all over the county. Uh, we have an ambassadors club for the high school kids dealing with drug awareness. And there's one starting for the middle schools. Lots of things that were done. Uh, first two years was fine. The third year when our volunteers wrote the grant, we didn't get the grant. Uh, I won't go into it now what happened that year, but this year, about a week ago, our volunteers called uh, Commissioner Moran and said, we don't think we can get this grant written. We can maybe cut most of the stuff out and write it for that amount. Uh, Commissioner Moran indicated he was going to talk to our county uh, administrator, uh, which was done. And all I know is our chief volunteer said, I don't have to work on this this weekend. Uh, the commissioner's office is going to take our information and help us get it done on time. And I just want to say not only was it on time, it was uh, done a day ahead of, ahead of time. Uh, the complication these uh, grants are getting, so it makes it tough for the volunteers. but. To say whether we get it or not, I'm sure we will. Uh, but uh, I thought that I should come before you and, and uh, say to our county uh, administrator, thank you for saving our bacon on this $150,000 grant, which we use in coordination with the uh, county schools. So thank you. Oh, one other thing. Uh, it's good for a lifetime, so you can send it back in. They'll give you a new one. Wait, wait, no. What is that? What is, what is it? That? You didn't tell anybody what it was. What is? What is it? It's uh, the standard, standard cup, yeah. which is... There it is. Oh, it's a nice tumbler. Yeah. And you've got to be Welcome to the club, Todd. There you go. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, Warren. And if there's anyone here from the ethics board, it's valued at thank you. $11. Valued <laughs> at $11, so he's, he's good. He's not an elected official, so he can, he can <laughs> run it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Would anybody else like to testify? Seeing none, we'll close press and public comment. Okay, moving on then uh, to our presentations portion of our agenda this evening. Uh, first up, we have Mr. Wayne Humphreys and Miss Mrs. Susan Coppage, the character count co-chairs. And I don't see any Susan, but I see Wayne. Okay, well, Wayne, come on up. If you have any guests, bring them up. Okay, come on up. That's great. We have uh, character counts pillar of the month. This month is trustworthiness. Good evening, folks. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to have us here this evening. And um, I want to introduce uh, our newest character counts coordinator, Melinda Ray. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. She officially starts tomorrow, but uh, we had the opportunity of introducing her this evening, and she was gracious enough to come out this evening. Excellent. Would you like to say anything or give them a little Tell bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tell us, yeah. uh, where we found you. Before. I taught at Mattapique Elementary with Aaron. Oh, Boyne. okay. Um, mm -hmm. So I taught at Mattapique Elementary for seven years. I worked for the Public um, Board of Ed for 11 years. Um, and then just decided to do something new, took a year break, and then this opened up and um, it's right up my alley. So I'm excited to jump in and, and get started using all those teacher skills in a different way. To a former educator. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Thank awesome. you very much. We're, we're really excited about that. It's been a several, well, I guess it's been since November. Kelly, of course, has been doing her best to help keep the ball rolling. We're, I think we're still around 70 coaches that are in the schools. and. Uh, but uh, we're just excited to have you with us. And I hope we there. have many, many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for your continued support for Character Counts. It's, uh, it means so much to the Advisory Council and I think also to the community. Yep. Um, I want to introduce over here uh, Laura, Laura and Placilla. And this is my therapy dog, Lumi. Tell us a little bit about how we, you partner with Character Counts and right. many other things in the county. Uh, many other things in the <laughs> county. <laughs> we can get into that too. But, um, you know, we, um, my name is Laura Placilla and this is Lumi, my therapy dog, and we're with Pets on Wheels of the Delmarva. I'm the Queen Anne's County Coordinator. And for about the last, I'd say, six months or so, we've been, uh, had a liaison with the Character Counts. And we go in with our therapy dogs with the coaches and the coaches and help the coaches um, present their lessons. And it's worked out, I think, really well. Mm. I'm assuming it's, we've had no, nothing but great feedback from, from that, so. 
That's what we've heard. It's a nice twist. It, it really is. You know, coming. It's a great. Students, yeah. Sure. So of course, they're all excited. They teach responsibility and caring, all the all the pillars. I used to bring Steve Ernst with me, and that just made things worse. So. <laughs> did, he, did he have a leash on, or was he? Maybe, maybe, that's why. maybe no leash. That was probably why. And with Pets on Wheels, we've also been going into the um, uh, middle school and the high school. With, through the counseling departments and um, going in there for stress relief. And, you know, it's very calming, and uh, especially during exam time. So we bring the therapy dogs in. Um, so I, what a great idea. And, of course, the uh, therapy dogs are also in the school, in the um, library with the Read to Rover. So we're busy. We're, awesome. We go to the nursing homes. Yep, I've seen it. I've seen them in hospitals and, yeah. and I've seen a nurse. We go to Acadia and, and somebody uh, else, yeah. Yeah, Queenstown Landing mm -hmm. and uh, awesome, yeah, great. And the hospice. Uh -huh. And we do the now how uh, does real quick, how does how does someone where do you find the dogs? Because obviously, you know, they're they're some unique. Great people. I've got some great volunteers. <laughs> okay, so they're they're so they belong so they're they're, all, the dogs belong to, to the Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, if you know you've got a really good dog, um, we do temperament testing. Sure. I do. I do a temperament test, and um, and check the dog and make sure that they're suitable. You know, they have. Maybe to that's be, where I went. Now, do they have to be certified as like uh, companion dogs do, or I mean, do they have to go through that certification? No, I I do a, a testing. I do so we, do, we could do it here but, locally because I know there's the yeah. one like for the service dogs. You, isn't that a special certification? Or? Sir, service dogs are different. Okay. Service dogs are usually um, for one person. They're they're assigned to do something right, for one person, kind of stuff. as opposed to therapy dogs um, usually are for many people. Okay, uh, great. Like in the nursing home, we go in the nursing home and they're to see everybody. Sure. So so everybody. I know that that um, uh, with the um, the specialty dogs that you were referring that that work with one person service dogs service dogs they mm -hmm. ask that you don't touch the dog or pet right. the dog and that's why i don't have it with me but i have a, a thing um therapy dog please pet me okay dogs so that was going to be, be my question so These you beat me to the to punch so so if if they're wearing the harness that says therapy dog should, then it's they, okay they, to ask the owner if ask you could the, pet i was just going to say that yes. okay ask the owner ask the, oh sure yeah okay we good always teach the kids ask the owner those labs are great dog. for that, right? <laughs> All right, who has the, uh, Phil, do you have the proclamation? Uh, I do. Uh, just one, one, uh, <laughs> one, one or two He's more things done. now. Um, I wanted to also mention that uh, on Thursday, April 20th, everyone uh, is in, uh, the commissioners as well as Margie and Sherry are invited to come over. We have a little, uh, it's not quite the formal dinner we've had in a, not really a formal dinner, but a dinner, but it'll be uh, uh, just a gathering and some food and mm -hmm. uh, thanking our Where's this? Kramer Center? Center. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so I had something else that night. That's why I responded no to it. So can you pop in and pop out? Pop it? in, pop out. Okay. 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 What, fine. That's, uh, right. It'll be great if you can do that. What time does it start? It starts at 530. Okay. 530. To seven? To seven. Um, the other thing is, uh, let's see, I, I want to make sure I got the, uh, and then uh, I also wanted to mention that our Faye Lister 
Teen of Character Scholarship. It's still open to high school students. Um, it's open through Friday to, to make an application for that. And of course, Faye Lister was such an advocate for, for uh, the young people, the children, young people, and served on our Board of Education before her passing. So um, with that, uh, we uh, will have a, uh, our proclamation for this month, which is trustworthiness. Yep. And that was written largely by Kelly Huber. So uh, we had someone else, and it just didn't work out at the last minute. So I'm anxious to hear this. <laughs> so, oh, you're I always have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Proclamation 23-18. Whereas the Commission of Queen Anne's County, at the request of the citizens, declared the county a character counts community. And whereas all citizens have been called upon to embrace the six pillars of character respect, responsibility, caring citizenship, fairness, and trustworthiness, and incorporate the pillars into their daily activities to mold these traits of good character. And whereas the character counts pillar of the month for April is trustworthiness. And whereas all citizens will incorporate this value in their daily lives by being honest, by telling the truth, by being sincere, and being forthright and candid. And whereas all citizens will strive to be reliable by keeping their promise, honoring their word and commitments by being dependable and being on time. And whereas all citizens will make every effort to have integrity, to stand up for their beliefs, follow their conscience, be honorable and upright, live by their core principles no matter what others say, have the courage to do what is right and when it is hard. And whereas all citizens will make every effort to build good reputation, and whereas all citizens will be loyal to family, friends, community, and country. Be of good character. Now, therefore, Queen Anne's County Commissioners do hereby designate Character Counts Pillar of the Month of April to be 20, to be trustworthy. Wayne, thank you very much. Absolutely. For your long-standing yes. commitment well, to character Thank you counts. all. I did want to mention that you did responsibility uh, yeah, I did last responsibility month. That was uh, <laughs> the uh, Pets on Wheels had done that. So there's uh, another connection there. So, so um, you want to take this opportunity because there's some people that watch us on QAC Channel 7. <laughs> you want to do a plug? Do you have a website or an email address? Or? No, that's okay. They can find me on the uh, Facebook. On or Facebook. Or contact character counts. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Thanks again for your Thank time you. and Thank for your you. commitment. We really uh, couldn't do it without your support. We've, we're so thankful. Miss Ray, awesome. thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. Good to meet you. That's right. Thank you. Okay, commissioners, our next, I believe our next group of presenters are here uh, this evening. So again, uh, we're in tab number six. This is item two uh, on page two, and this is a proclamation for month of the young child. And I'm going to ask Julie Zavacello. Okay. Zavacello. Yep. Sorry about that. Come on up, Julie. Do you have anybody you want to bring up with you? Um, I do, um, but I, I want to just introduce okay. first. Sure. You want to grab the mic? Grab the mic there so later I can hear you. Yeah. Or can, should I sit down? You can sit down. Yeah, you can, can sit do down. Whatever's, yeah. That'll make it easier. Okay. 
Oops. Well, good evening and thank you, commissioners, um, for taking the time out to recognize the wonderful children of Queen Anne's County. My name is Julie Valicello, and I am one of the chair people of the Month of the Young Child Committee um, for the Queen Anne's County Council for Children and Youth. Um, we're here to proclaim April as the Month of the Young Child. Um, this year, 2023, is the 26th annual proclamation sponsored by the Children's Council. The council was formed to act as an advocate for children and families. It is comprised of members of the business community, government agencies, nonprofits, and the community at large. Um, many members are here this evening, so please raise your hand if you're with the council. Thank you all. <laughs> to celebrate the month of the young child, and to recognize the youngest members of our community, we hold a poster contest every year. And for, it's for children ages two through pre-K, and then our second category is kindergarten through second grade. Um, tonight, we're going to honor the winners of the poster contest. Um, this year's poster contest theme was, I can help others buy. And the children had to answer the question and then depict artwork that went along with their answer. Um, we had close to 450 entries this year, and so it was very difficult to choose just two out of all of them, and they were all wonderful. Um, the winner of the age two through pre-K category is Carmela Rogers. <laughs> and so she, on her poster, I can help others by spreading love and joy. So I'd like to, if very nice. Carmela, would you like to come up? And what we did was we took your poster and we enlarged it and then we framed it for you. So we have it as a frame and then we also have some extra copies for your family and friends as well. Thank you. So would you like to hold that? And then we'll, we'll get the second winner up here. Um, the winner of the kindergarten through second grade category is Miles Roscom. Um, Miles attends Centerville Elementary and is the first grade winner. And Miles' poster reads, I can help others by playing with people who don't have friends. Ah, wow. <laughs> wow. So we have Miles Roscom, um, and he goes to Centerville Elementary School. And then Carmela Rogers, she also attends well, Southersville Elementary, um, the Judy Center. Oh, yeah. And then we also have um, Mary Foster and Summer Alton with us this evening from Shore United Bank, and they have generously donated a gift card for the winners. Hi. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Man, I wish I could draw. Yeah. So let's get a let's get a picture. Margie. 
Come on up. Yeah. yeah. Here. 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 Plenty of room. Here. We might, everybody might as well just come up. We'll make this big. Big old group of here. Come on in. And if you need to open that door and go all the way back, go right ahead. Now, thumbs are awesome. There you go. Congratulations. Can you Photoshop? Oh, and here's some, here's some pencils for you guys. These are guaranteed that you guys will do well in that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and just reach out to us. You are. Singing? That's a different group, yeah. I think that's all. Yeah. It's, it's and we do have a proclamation. Yes, and you do. <laughs> Whenever yeah. we're ready. Sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Ready? Go ahead, yep. Uh -huh. All right. I have the proclamation uh, 2317. Whereas the month of April has been designated the month of the young child by the state of Maryland, and whereas children are vitally important to the state and to the future of this country, and whereas a safe and stable environment for our children is of importance to Queen Anne's County. And whereas we know that as a community, we must ensure that our children are healthy emotionally, physically, intellectually, and mentally in order to promote successful growth into adulthood. And whereas a community <clears throat> know the importance of working with agencies and schools in helping our young children to be ready for school and to continue to be successful in their school career. And whereas we recognize the importance of being intentional in building positive assets and opportunities for our children. And whereas we recognize the importance of seeing our children as a positive resource for the present and future of our community, and whereas we realize that it takes all community members to help our children grow in positive ways and in character. And whereas we call upon Queen Anne's County citizens to join together to ensure love, laughter, and encouragement is a daily part of our children's lives. Now, therefore, we, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby designate the month of April as the month of the young child in Queen Anne's County. Very good, yes, thank you. Any relation to Lewis? Pardon me? Any relation to Lewis? Yes, he's my other half. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Now, you still work in our libraries, don't you? Do you work in our No, library? I work at Canera Foundation okay. at the Chesapeake Business Park. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, tell Lewis I said hello, please. I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you. Congratulations to the winners. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Our commissioners, we're just a few minutes ahead of schedule. We we do have our tax set-off hearing. One. That is a, an advertised public hearing of we'll sorts, so next. we have to wait until 6.05 to begin that. Or we can do um, some action it, items. Do some action items? We can do some action items unless, um, I don't see Miss Miranda. But yeah, we can uh, do some action items if you like. Three. Yep. You want to go to tab number three, please? So we'll go to tab three. And uh, let me see, tab three, item one on page one is a memo from the Department of Corrections. And this is a request to bring on a registered nurse for the uh, medical assistance treatment program. And this is a, an immediate request to hire a registered nurse to monitor and provide nursing care for inmates at the detention center. 
This is through the Health Department and the University of Maryland program for House Bill 116. There is grant funding available to um, cover the expense for the balance of this year and next year. So we would be requesting uh, to be able to move forward with that. Um, I move to hire a registered nurse for the MAT program being administered by the Department of Corrections using the grant funds provided by the Opioid Operational Command Center FY22 Examination and Treatment Act grant program. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? I just have a question. So is this is going to be something that we're going to have to fund in the third year out? Possibly. Possibly, yes, Commissioner. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. Any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved, 5-0. Thank you, Commissioners. Item 2 on pages uh, 2 through 4. This is the semi-annual property tax payment service fee. Um, annually, we, um, we provide the opportunity for uh, property taxpayers to, to pay in installments. And this uh, allows us, we have to report this back to the to ESTAT to say if we're going to charge interest um, or a fee for the lost interest that we would have otherwise gained if the payment would have been made, you know, as a one-time payment in September. So we once again um, are recommending to waive that fee to our constituents uh, for the 23-24 tax year. I move to submit to the Department of Assessments and Taxation an approval form for the establishment of county and municipal fees for semi-annual property tax payments, a service charge in the amount of 0%. Second. We have a motion to second. Any discussion on this item? So if we didn't, it would be a, a, a fee. Of tax. Yeah. We'd yeah. have to put a fee on the, you know, right. if anybody that would select that, I'm going to pay my semi annual bill in, two, in two payments, I'd have to pay an additional service fee yeah. for that. Right. Yeah. Any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved, 5 0. Okay. Thank you, Commissioners. Item three on pages five through 15, uh, we have a series of uh, policies from our human resources uh, director via the Employee Communication and Morale Committee. And um, they include uh, contract employees, criminal charge notifications, uh, employee assistance program, EAP, and shift differential pay. And uh, notably here, we are recommending an increase in the shift differential pay from um, 30 cents for some departments, 60 cents for some departments, and 5% for our sanitary district. We want to make those all uniform at uh, $1 so we have consistency across the board for our uh, workforce. So that would be included in our FY24 proposed budget. I move the policy revisions for the contract employees, criminal charge notification, employee assistance program, and shift differential be adopted as outlined in the memo and to be effective July 5th, 2023. I'll second that. Thanks. Uh, we have a motion and a second. Any discussion? I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's only a dollar, you know? So just because I know others that do it. You can amend the motion if you like. Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're good right there. <laughs> well, let's see what it, I, I yeah. think it's good to do it. No, it's yeah, the I first time and then see yep. what it does. And if yep. it, you know. Yep. Yeah, I think so, it's a reasonable. Yeah, I think it is very much so. So that's good. Uh, so no other discussion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Okay. All right. Thank you, Commissioners. Uh, item 4 on page 16. This is Budget Amendment CC41 for the uh, Parks Department POS land acquisition. And this amendment um, establishes budget authority in the POS land acquisition account from the DNR grant for a total amount of $551,055. Uh, 
I make a motion to support uh, budget amendment CC-41. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Is this from 2018 till present? Yes, this, uh, this covers uh, the years 2018 through 2023 and puts all the, the POS grants in this account so that we can draw those down for property acquisitions for various. So we received these funds in those years and we're just now putting them together and we're going to now move forward to spend them. That's correct. Okay, I just yeah. want to clarify that. Okay, good. Never heard seven more funding. So any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Bob Commissioners, that is all of our action items. We do have the Department of Public Works. We're just about at 6.05. Um, maybe we can do one more presentation. Sure. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. Um, next we have is uh, Christy Mirando here. Christy Mirando? Nope. No? Was our public safety group out there? Okay. Got two proclamations here. And me. If not, we will. Uh, I can introduce the tax offset hearing piece, and we can start with their testimony at six oh five. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to be here for this. Yeah. Someone's going to be here. That's Public Works. Mm-hmm. All right, we can take a yeah. few minute recess. We, we okay. can. Uh, we're good. Let's go. We, we can it's 605 on. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Under presentations, tab number six, item three, uh, pages three through four, we have the annual tax offset hearing with our incorporated towns, all of our friends from the municipalities. And this is pursuant to County Ordinance 1328 and of the property tax article of the Annotated Code of Maryland. County commissioners are required to provide for tax offsets for the municipal corporations in our county. We have two options available for the determination of the offset, or the set off, I should say. And that would be a tax differential rate or a direct aid payment to each of the towns. Uh, after discussions, we met with the municipalities at the uh, March 8th Council of Governments meeting. We reviewed all the data they submitted, and we uh, met with representatives from each of the towns, so we have a preliminary uh, slate of um, payments and offsets for each of the towns in your book and we all we always ask our friends from the towns to come in and make a few comments if they choose to uh, at this hearing this evening if there's any adjustments they want to present to the uh, commissioners so we will call those individuals up by alphabetically starting with town of Barclay Virginia Alberts yep come on up Virginia Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Here for the town of Barclay in Sundersville. That's right. Double um, duty. That's right. I just want to thank you for your support for the year. We're excited to say that um, Sundersville awarded the bid to Bramble. So we're going to be working on the sewer project, which is a big deal for Barclay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we have a public public meeting scheduled for the 19th at Reeb. So we'll discuss with the the residents, the, the pricing and how it's gonna work and things like that. So we're really excited. Um, I think we're good with, I think you gave us $10,000 last year. So that would be great if you could help us out with that again. Anybody have any questions? Nope. No, not really. I mean, this is their 
Yeah, the aid payment we had listed here for the town of Barclay was 18,012. 18, right. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. We, yep. And four, that sound good. And 43 for Southersville, right? Yes. Something like okay. that. Well, you. Well, she was said she was doing Barkley and Sellers. Uh, we we can. Uh, we have town councilman uh, Keith Griffith. You want to come on up, Keith? While you're come on up, Keith. We'll, right. do, we'll, we'll go a little out of sequence here since we're doing. Sorry, everyone, for breaking up the alphabetical way of doing things. <laughs> uh, first off, I want to second Virginia. I just want to thank you guys for your commitment to the municipalities and residents of the county. It doesn't go unnoticed. It's not a very easy job to sit where you guys all sit at um and ladies but uh we appreciate all that you guys do um and it's nice just to see that project for the barclay extension coming to fruition it was a long hard uh task mm -hmm. trying to figure out a good word for it but we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with task but um and i think alan quimby should be recognized because he is nothing short of amazing that man uh Without him and Virginia and a couple other key players, we'd probably still be spinning tires and spending money. And we did as a team in about 12 or so months what wasn't done in 14 or 15 years. So that speaks volumes of the hard work that everyone put in. So I appreciate all that and the support of the county in making sure that we reached that end goal. Um, Keith, what is the uh, what will the Barclay extension do uh, for overall capacity for uh, Sellersville's plant? Where will it take? Did, do they have an estimate on the percentage? No, we figure there's going to be probably 83 connections, and we're going to leave some uh, extra, you know, potential for connections for Barclay residents. What it's going to do mostly is help the plant run more efficiently and help bring in more revenue to or cover users. the cost of that without increasing the operational costs. Mm -hmm. We've been at a deficit since that play it's been online and we're finally gonna be able to help get to where it needs to be. And we did discover that we probably have more capacity left available than we realized. The previous operator was pumping the lagoons back through the system. So that showed as flow, even though that, that was their way of maintaining control of the levels of the lagoons so that wasn't actual flow coming into the plant it was just being recirculated so that was really hampering where we thought we were so now the potential is there for other possible projects if they ever should arise or growth which will be big for everyone surrounding you know Southersville and northern Queen Anne's County because there's not a whole lot there for a the people on the northern end of the county as far as shopping and the such so maybe some businesses will line up to try to move into Sutlersville and Barclay and the such especially with them having the ability to utilize sewer to help with that All right. very good as and then the only other thing would be I guess we're keeping the library as a line item like last year so we don't need to yes. make special requests for that and I appreciate you guys for that as well because that made a lot of people very happy last year as you all saw so it's very much appreciated awesome good to go the jimmy fox museum man you know the jimmy fox museum we would like to do something with the uh bank in the town of Sutlersville that used to be pnc um because there's a lot of things they don't have the ability to show off that should be shown and uh we've even considered 
maybe trying to do something like a Queen Anne's County Hall of Fame and allow some outside influences. But, you know, Southersville had Jimmy Fox. We had a lot of people that have done a lot of amazing things Trap. that deserve to be recognized. Trap had a Homer Johnson, I think. He was a Hall of Famer, too. Right. You know, and you have Harold Baines and Harold Baines, you know, St. Michael's. Michael's. So we don't want to really just restrict it to that, but it would be a way to draw people to the county and for them to see things. We have Jeff Hopkins that was number one archery shooter in the world for countless years that I've stayed in contact with. You know, so there's a lot of people from our little northern Queen Anne's County area that are, you know, have accomplished some pretty amazing things, and it'd be nice to have a way to, you know, honor and recognize all of them. Awesome. So we'll Great. hopefully have updates on that for the coming future. We'll see. There you go. We're working with the Hall of Fame to try to make something happen. Nice. So I'd good. like to have a tour of the yeah. Jimmy Fox. I love baseball, so let okay. me know. We'll, we'll, we'll me set up. that up. We'd love to have you there. I'd, I'd like to come up and, and take a look. I'll send you an email. Please. Thank you guys for your Thank time. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for joining me. Thank, Thank you both. Yeah. Great. Centerville. <clears throat> All right. You flying solo tonight? Looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> That we have five council members, so huh? one of us is always available for there something you go. like this. Good, very good. And um, mm -hmm. I know I these hearings used to be a lot more exciting than, and I'm glad we um, have worked things out so we had, that's no longer the case. And uh, the town of Centerville appreciates the, well, residents appreciate the uh, tax differential that they will re hopefully receive this year. So well, they will. So, well, it, so I'll say no more in case um, I say something wrong. You guys change your mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank yeah, you. yeah, no, that rates at thirteen hundred. So uh, yeah, that's yes. very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Church Hill. Let's see. Now, who is that going to be? <laughs> Sir Charles. <laughs> Commissioner. Gentlemen. Mr. President. How you doing, bud? Fellow commissioners. Thank you for the opportunity to speak this evening. It's, I was just counting them up. It's my 29th meeting that I've attended wow. for the town of Churchill for this. Uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Okay, well, that's what they said. <laughs> um, I want to thank you uh, all for um, over the years we've worked out the system, unlike what we had many years ago, and it's worked, in my opinion, very, very well for the town of Churchill. And uh, the town of Churchill is a municipality of about 810 residents, just so you know. Um, and this um, tax set off, or we, we take the direct payment, is, uh, makes up about 10% of our general fund budget. So it's much needed and much appreciated. Um, the, uh, and again, I want to read, you know, a shout out to the county staff because they've been excellent to work with. First of all, the Sheriff's Office, who's done a fantastic job uh, working on traffic speed enforcement through the town of Churchill. Uh, the I county, know I see them every morning. <laughs> there you go. And they've got traffic slowed down, I can tell you. And I have yet to get a ticket. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, the County Department of Public Works, um, those guys uh, have been excellent. Again, I'll let go. Uh, the uh, comments regarding Alan Quimby anytime we have a question regarding our sewage treatment plan we can reach out to them for their expertise even though uh, we manage our own 
through um, our contractor of Maryland Environmental Service. Um, the roads department uh, has been fantastic to us. We maintain our own town streets, but again, it's good to uh, be able to reach out to those fellows based on their expertise and experience, um, especially in areas of uh, road construction and their advice. Quite frankly, they uh, advised us um, three years ago, uh, our town-owned streets that we had were all tar and chip, and they uh, advised us if there was any, and they maintained them for us. We paid them as a subcontractor, and they've been wonderful to deal with. Um, they uh, advised us to see if we could, have, if we could swing it to uh, uh, replace those tar and chip streets with asphalt, and which we did, and it's the best thing we've ever done. I mean, it's, it's excellent. And uh, the um, then, last but not least, the county parks personnel. That big park up there is in the corner of Churchill, the northeast corner of Churchill, in our town limits. And I can tell you that new turf field that's been installed up there is fantastic. Everybody's talking about it. I've had an opportunity to talk and meet with uh, Steve Chanley, and we've had some ongoing discussions um, to possibly in the future add a tennis court, maybe a pickleball court, and maybe do some fish pond maintenance up there. I had provided him, the town was, um, as you may, may recall, the town was a partner in obtaining that ground and, and working out, working the design and everything with the uh, uh, county. And uh, we brought it in the town limits to be able to provide it with sewer because it wouldn't, wouldn't perk up there. And, um, I provided Steve with the 1999 concept plan that was there, and it's still pretty much the same, but there are a few pieces there that, for whatever reason, predominantly budget, it never got, not, never got built out. It's room there for it, so we're, we're having those discussions now about maybe moving forward on that over the next year. Commissioner, you said pickleball and what? Huh? Tennis. Pickleball yeah, and yeah. tennis court. And uh, we've had people, you know, um, so, you know, uh, residents as well as people that um, uh, visit that park have asked as well. And, and on the initial, um, the initial concept drawing, there was going to be a tennis court. Ninety-nine pickleball wasn't a thing, but tennis was. But I, from what I can gather, more recently from newer residents, pickleball is a big deal. Yep. And I understand from reading the paper down on the south end of the county, it's a real big deal. So. Um, but I can tell you, uh, as I stated earlier, air, um, um, you know, this uh, payment represents about 10% of our uh, uh, general fund budget. We're a small shop. We've got one full-time employee, but a lot of volunteers, me included. <laughs> and uh, and um, that's how it's always operated, and most of our work's done by uh, contractors. And in some cases, the, the county serves as a subcontractor for us because they give us, give us the best deal in the county. So, and we really appreciate it. One thing you may have seen up there, and I know uh, we work with the Upper Shore Regional Council through Jack to get a, a grant through you guys to do the negotiation for a cell tower. It's up, you'll see it, it's sitting on our sewage treatment plant, and it's about 180 feet tall. It's got room for five um, uh, vendors, if you will, and, um, it's uh, it's current uh, it's the current uh, uh, anchor 
if you will, is Verizon Wireless, and we're just waiting. It's, it's up, it looks great, but we're waiting for the fiber optic line to be run to the tower. And as you all know, and I know Todd and I have talked about it, he had some calls up there. We were having issues with people calling 911 and dropping. Calls were dropping. It, just, it was a dead area. And once this is uh, up and going, we believe it's going to be a tremendous asset. So, again, I thank you, gentlemen, for everything. And if you need anything from us or if you have any questions for me, you can ask them now or you know how to get very well. All right, thank you. Hopefully we see you next year. Yes. Yeah, well, it's my 30th year. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Charlie. From you. The town of Millington. Anybody? Nope. The town of Queen Anne. Oh, no Queen Anne. Scratch. How about Queenstown? No Queenstown. Yes, yeah, we got Queenstown. Oh, oh, yeah. There she is. Okay. Oh, it's me again. Yes, how you doing? I haven't been here for 30 years, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> I tell you, when I go back and I read the comprehensive plans, the first one when I moved to Queenstown, we're still trying to figure out how to do some of these things. So, you know, 20 years later, uh, things move uh, sometimes at their own pace. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to agree with Churchill that the process we've been using is infinitely better mm -hmm. in that we have a chance to present uh, both data and anecdotal stories about why we think that a municipality should get a tax differential. Mm -hmm. And having that chance to have that one-on-one -on -one discussions rather than having, you know, a somewhat adversarial hearing, mm -hmm. which I've been to many of them, mm -hmm. um, makes the, it not only makes the life easier, but it makes planning easier. You know, when you have some idea about what, you know, your property taxes are gonna be and the services you provide and how they mesh together, um, it just makes looking forward mm -hmm. with a longer range a lot, I don't want to say the word easier, but it's more methodical as you go forward. So again, I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank you for the offset, and I'll make my plea once again for a contribution for fireworks. Don't do that yet. I've, Don't do I, that? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay, Wait I won't do it. Wait till we finish. Okay. So I won't ask for that. Um, I guess we've got Comcast moving down the road? Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of things coming with Comcast. Yeah. Um, not really, can't put a whole lot of details out there yet, but they're, they're coming. They're moving right along. Okay. They're, they're well, they've been knocking on our door. Um, and, coming. you know, we have a... Atlantic Broadband, now Breezeline, and it will be really nice to have options. Yes. Optionality makes a big difference mm -hmm. um, to a lot of people. So um, I thank you all for starting that project and making, and making that available. So once again, thank you all. Thank Glad you. Glad to be here. Thank Glad you for to see in. everybody again. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh -huh. Templeville. No Templeville. Okay. Okay, so to round out the uh, offset hearings, I'd like to just go ahead and recommend now, so we don't have to do it individually, that we match what we did for fireworks for all the towns that we did it for last year and be done with it rather than having them come back individually like they did last year if everybody's good with it. 
I'm good with it. Is that a motion? Is that a motion? I'll second. That's a motion. Second. We have a motion and a second. Uh, on the so same, just so everybody same knows, allocation. Sellersville, Queenstown, and Centerville was the other three we did last year. Okay. Yep. And the, the same same, same, dollar, same yep. dollar amount as last year. Yep. All right. Any Very discussion good. on that? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Five oh. You gotta write that one in, Margie. I'll go back and we'll can see what okay. we did last year. There you go. Okay. And then if we can get a motion on the uh, I move to set the differential rates and aid payment amounts for and to the municipalities for fiscal year 2024 as shown in the attached schedule that we just reviewed. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on that? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. That includes the folks who weren't present. All absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we just, yes, absolutely. Very good. All right, commissioners, that concludes our offset set off hearing for the 2023-24 budget year. So thank you very much. And thank you all for coming today to thank you guys. present today. Thank yep. you. Appreciate that. All right, so continuing with presentations, uh, item number four, again, we're in tab six, item four, page five, we have Miss Christy Mirando, um, the Rape Crisis Center Director for All Seasons, and we have a proclamation for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So come on up, Hi, please, everybody. Christy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Would you like to sure. introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Christy Mirando. I'm the director of victim services at For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, um, and I'm here just to um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month is an annual opportunity to reflect our work um, to prevent sexual violence. Mm -hmm. And I'm Shannon Temple. I am the uh, forensic nurse examiner for Shore Regional Health Program coordinator there. So um, we are a group of nurses that are called um, on an on-call basis to anyone that experiences sexual violence, um, and they we respond to all four um, of our ERs on the shore. Wow! Wow! Mm. So you travel not only Queens County. We so. Uh, Cambridge, the emergency room in Dorchester, uh -huh. Easton, Queen Anne's County, and Chestertown. Okay. That is short regional okay. health. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh -huh. So if someone was in that situation and they've kept it to themselves because yes. it's very painful. Yes, sir. How could they reach you? Can you share your website? Can you share your phone number? Sure. Um, any of the emergency rooms um, should be able to hook up with one of our nurses if you would call into any of the emergency room nurses um, as far as Shore Regional Health and the uh, Shore Regional Health emergency room nurses can reach me as the program director um, or any of our on-call nurses. There's a group of about five nurses right now that provide um, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year uh, coverage. So. And we respond as well, so we work 24 hours, same counties, um, all five counties on the Eastern Shore, Midshore region, and you can reach us at our crisis line, and we can help support them to get where they need to be mm -hmm. uh, to the ER and stuff. And 410-820-5600, and that's our 24-hour crisis hotline at For All Seasons Behavioral Health. So are you allowed to, you know, Sharing any statistics? I mean, is is it on the rise? Is it is it is it 
Very much so, it is on the rise. Um, nationwide, I think, um, within our proclamation, it gives some statistics, but 81% of women and 43% of men report experiencing some form of sexual harassment or assault in, throughout their lifetime. Really? Mm -hmm. hmm. Do you see any changes with COVID? Um, we continued responding during COVID. It was really important that we continued providing that services to the emergency room. Um, I, I don't have statistics yet from COVID. It takes a while for the statistics to kind of catch up with it. But um, personally speaking, um, I, the cases that I, were in, that I was involved with, there was a lot more violence and, um, you know, being kind of in closed doors, if you will. Um, and that's where they come in, right? Absolutely. And it's a, on the whole shore, um, from myself in the emergency room to EMS, to law enforcement, to the advocates, um, we have a really good team. Um, it is a lot of agencies that um, we work with and work together collaboratively, but um, it's really important, I think, also that people realize that we are here. That this, you know, a lot of times people think of what we do as something that you have to get done in the city or, you know, in a big hospital, but we, all four of our shore ERs, are capable of providing these services to any victims of sexual violence if they need it. Is that a full time job for you or is that, is this? It is not. Okay, all right, well. It is not. Thank goodness. Okay, and we have a proclamation. Patrick Scott. Patrick, that's, there you go. Do you mind if I read this? Yep. Proclamation 2315. Whereas sexual violence is widespread, it impacts everyone, including families, homes, schools, and workplaces. Sexual Assault Awareness Month aims to raise public awareness about sexual violence and educate the communities about how to prevent it. And whereas rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment harm our community and carry a tremendous emotional and financial costs leading to long-term physical and psychological health problems, including chronic pain, anxiety, post-trauma, stress disorder, and sexually transmitted diseases. And whereas nationwide, 81% of women and 43% of men reported experiencing some form of sexual harassment and or assault in their lifetime. And whereas the 2023 theme of this year's Sexual Assault Awareness Month campaign focuses on equity and respect calling on an individuals, communities, organizations, and institutions to understand disparities and change the system to improve and respect within the community. In the U.S., 29% of black women were raped in their lifetime. 35% of Hispanic women reported unwanted sexual contact in their lifetime. 33% of adults with intellectual disabilities have experienced sexual violence. And 47% of all transgender people have been sexually assaulted in their lifetime. And whereas working together to educate speak out and prevent sexual assault in our communities is the best gift we can give to survivors and our children, then prevention is possible when everyone gets involved. 
whereas Queen Anne's County supports the, the experts who work to identify and prevent sexual violence and is dedicated to providing services and alternative avenues for survivors to seek proper care and treatment and whereas Sexual Assault Awareness Month and each day of the year is an opportunity to stand with survivors, to celebrate progress in combating these crimes, and to recommit to reducing sexual violence in Queen Anne's County. Now therefore, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County do hereby recognize April as Sexual Assault Awareness Month in Queen Anne's County and call this observance to the attention of all of our citizens. Signed, all five commissioners. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. your commitment and dedication. Yes, thank, thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you for supporting us. <clears throat> thank you for having us. Thank you for what you do. Absolutely. Picture, Jim. They would like to do a picture. Absolutely. Commissioners, uh, item number five, page six, we have a proclamation for National Public Safety Dispatcher Week. So we have a, several uh, public safety dispatchers uh, on standby. Um, item five, page six. Should be. Uh, I think someone has it there. Tab. Oh, time to say. I don't know. <laughs> Tab six, item five. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're in good company. Should be one back. So who's going to speak? So you're on the hook. We're currently forwarding all our calls to Kent County, so we're yes. kind of in a hurry. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we, took our, we took our finest out of the dispatch room tonight. So I, I, I tell you what, let's do this. So let's start with you and work our way down. Inter introduce yourself and tell us what you do for DES. <clears throat> So I work in communications. I'm effective tomorrow. I'll be officially Sergeant Corey Beebe. I'm not working on eight shift. I'm actually working today. Um, so I leave here. I'll be going back. Very good. Name? Corey Beebe. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I'm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dispatcher Kyle Thompson. I'm on C shift, so I work tomorrow for DES dispatch. I'm dispatcher Trainee Lee. This is my trainer, Kyle. <laughs> also on the same shift as him. Uh -huh. So, as you know, I'm Phil English, uh, Chief of Communications, recently assumed that position from a, another county position. Um, <clears throat> I've had the fortunate pleasure of working with this group so far, and, and uh, I ran a few stats from 
last year to today's date, we they, our team handled 67,000 calls. Mm. Of those 67,000 calls, 29,000 of those were 911 calls. Um, that's roughly 180 calls per day per shift. 911 calls around 80 per shift. Um, without them, our first responders wouldn't be able to gather the important information that's necessary to respond and, and handle the calls in an effective manner. So this week is, is simply a highlight of all the hard work and determination that they do on a regular basis. And it should be noted that, that they do this job every single day. And the, the type of calls that they're handling are, are, are not always good calls. Um, so we're definitely proud of them for all their hard work. So I had an opportunity to, and I'm sure the, the rest of the guys, I don't know Patrick yet, but to, to, to get a, a tour of the new 911 facility there and talk about state of the art. I think it makes the NASA launch pads, NASA look bad, but it, obviously it's well worth it. I mean, I mean, when you're talking about 67,000 calls a year, that's crazy. A lot going on in that room. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, well, I had a tour, but I had to invite myself. I wasn't invited. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. So, Jack? yes, I got the proclamation. I just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, you. You guys are the first. You guys get the call. I mean, any emergency in the county, you guys are the first ones. You got to deal with hysterical people. Um, dogs up, dogs, cats up trees, dogs not up trees, cats up trees, you know, the whole, you run the whole gamut and, and I know emotionally it's got to take a toll on you to, to work those hours and, and get them 67,000 calls. I don't even like taking four a week, so I can't imagine what that's like. So, um, thank you again for all you do. Um, and I have proclamation 2314, whereas emergencies can occur at any time that require police, fire, or emergency medical. And whereas public safety dispatchers are not visible as the men and women who arrive at the scene of emergencies but provide a vital link of public safety services as part of the first responder team. Each telecommunicator has exhibited compassion, understanding, and professionalism during the performance of their job in the past year. And whereas public safety dispatchers are critical to our county's emergency response and homeland security services, dispatching law enforcement, emergency medical services, firefighters, and other emergency responders 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And whereas the safety of our police officers, firefighters, and medical responders is dependent upon the quality and accuracy of information obtained from citizens and visitors who contact the Queen Anne's County Communications Center. And whereas professional public safety dispatchers are a vital link between citizens and victims and the first and most critical contact our citizens have with emergency services. And whereas public safety dispatchers serve as the single most vital link for our first responders by monitoring their activities by radio, providing them information and ensuring their safety. And now, therefore, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County declared a week of April 9th through 15th, 2023 to be National Public Safety Dispatcher Week in Queen Anne's County in honor of the men and women whose diligence and professionalism keep our county and citizens safe. So thank you. So just a quick question for the newbie. <laughs> so um, considering the training, and I imagine it's intense, and, um, and constantly being monitored, what made you decide you wanted to become a 911 dispatcher? Maybe I'm a little crazy. Um, I come from a family of first responders. I like to help people, and, and that's ultimately what it kind of boiled down to. I saw a job opening. I was working in the healthcare industry. I was feeling a bit burnt out after COVID, and I figured this would be my next best step to still be able to continue helping people. 
Good. And it's amazing work that we do. And she's doing a good job? Doing a great job. Very good. How long is the training process? I'm coming up on being hired for about a year now. Um, I just recently got back from maternity leave, so that's uh, delayed my training a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully soon. Hopefully within the next week she'll be cleared to go. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Very good. Congratulations and welcome aboard. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all. Boy or girl? Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. All. Appreciate it. Good yep. job, you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Moving on, we have uh, one more presentation here this evening, and that is from our very own Heather Tonelli, the Director of Environmental and Tourism Development. Economic Development and Tourism. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Environment. Economic. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, and her Heather, team. you're now in charge of the environment. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner. He's coming with me tonight. <laughs> I'm taking him with me. Are you really? Oh, he is now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I outranked him. <laughs> All right, so Commissioner, uh, we have the presentation up on the screen here for your viewing pleasure. Also, it's in the book under tab six, item four on pages seven through 34. Well, thank you for having us this evening. I'm Heather Tonelli, Director of Economic and Tourism Development. <laughs> we, I promise we'll be brief. We've practiced to make sure we stay within our Everybody uh, knows their allotment. lines. Um, <laughs> and but <we're> action. <laughs> and go. Start the time. <laughs> um, we uh, wanted to give you an update as well as talk about a few uh, budget items that we, we have presented or provided to, to Todd. And I wanted to make sure part of our team was here. Angela Hordert and Lisa Gallo are not here today. But if you would like to introduce yourself. Sure. I'm Rebecca Clark. I'm the Economic Development Coordinator for the department. And Connie Dean, Career and Technology Liaison. I'm April Plummer, the Marketing Specialist. So um, I won't read our mission and vision, but our overall goal is to make sure that we are considered a valued partner, that we are the uh, true resource for our businesses and for the community and for our visitors. Um, you know, first in mind when someone's looking to open or start or grow their business, that's our goal, and that we follow through with those um, that outreach and are able to provide quality service. Um, that's that's the gist of it. Um, we, I really love this graphic here because it, it truly um, breaks down what we do and uh, what our most important um, objectives are, and that's obviously economic development as far as business retention, expansion, attraction, uh, workforce development, tourism development as far as um, advocating and um, marketing for tourists and, and visitors to come visit Queen Anne's County, workforce development, um, which is what Connie focuses on, um, starting at the high school, middle school level, working all the way through. Um, and last but not least, community development, looking at affordable workforce, um, housing op options, infrastructure, quality of life, uh, especially our municipalities and towns uh, throughout the county. Um, don't have economic development staff, so we hope to step in and have stepped in to kind of help them uh, along the way. Um, just some quick stats. I did check our unemployment rate, and actually as of uh, end of February, it's now 2.7. We attribute that to uh, seasonable, seasonal 
unemployment levels, but we're still online. We're like fourth lowest. We're not the second lowest anymore, which is kind of disappointing to me, but still great. When I started here before pandemic, it was low three, like 3.2%. Obviously, it raised during the pandemic in a sense. Reduced. What's the state average right now? Uh, 3%. Um, and, and there's, you know, we're pretty much in line with, with uh, many of our Eastern Shore counties, or if not lower. Wasn't our commercial base like eight or nine a few years ago? Yeah, it's, it's still, yeah, it's, we still got some work to do. It should be higher because, you know, um, when you look at commercial properties, they take less resources. No, no, I'm congratulating. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we still have some, yeah, thank you very much. We still have some work to do, but it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, our enterprise zone, which runs from the Bay Bridge through to, uh, the emergency room in Queenstown. Uh, in 2022, we had $2.7 million um, and approved projects and 81 jobs. Uh, this year alone in 2023, we've recently saw a spike. We had three applications that were approved um, that plan to or either in process um, of capital investment of $7.6 million uh, in capital investment. So that's a great program that we have that runs to 2027. Our Economic Development Incentive Fund, we'll talk about that um, in a few minutes. So I'm gonna skip that part for now. And the, the last part that, um, that I'm going to speak on at this time is the commercial real estate sales stats. I thought it was interesting to see something that we can look at to see uh, where, we, where we stand in the investment in commercial um, entities. So $15.9 million in commercial real estate sales in 2022. Um, I also wanted to point out, um, looking at the stats provided, uh, from our planning department as far as permitting for commercial, whether it was renovations, improvements, additions, new construction, was about $34 million. So if you add those two together, that's about $50 million in commercial capital investment in 2022 in Queen Anne's County. Mm. There, since I've been here, there were some spikes here and there, sometimes from the Hyatt when that was done. That was 20 million at least alone. You know, so we see some spikes and, and dips um, occur, but it, it is something that we do watch annually and, and try to track that because it's important. All right, business outreach. So in 2022, we uh, created the Planning for Success Educational Series through Economic Development, and we brought Better. in the Chamber of Commerce as a the part. microphone closer to oh, sorry. sorry about that. Oh, okay. thank you. So the Chamber served as a really great partner as we built this education series. So we had four sessions, um, and you can see each one. We had a digital marketing workshop and access to capital, uh, workforce recruitment and retention, and then kind of our key event of the year was the Strengthening the Emerging Workforce event, which we're really proud of, and Connie was the heart of that, so I don't know if you wanted to mention that, but building on the success of that, because that seemed to go over really well, it was well attended, and uh, we felt pretty good about those. We've talked with the chamber again, and we'll be hosting four more workshops uh, in the back half of 2023. And those will have another one on access to capital. We will have another digital skills for businesses for marketing, a minority business resource workshop, and a workshop specific to marijuana legalization and how that affects businesses, because that is something that's, that they're, they're starting to think about and ask questions about. So we kind of want to be right there. Oh, Mike Ag is me too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that you've heard all about the Micro Ag Grant Program since you're the co-sponsors of it, and we're so grateful to you for it. 
Um, thank you so much for matching the funds the last three years for this grant opportunity. Um, we've been able to fund $140,000 to ag entrepreneurs, to 25 of them, which I think is a pretty great number. Um, the funding supports their growth and sustainability, and the ones on this list are from the third round that were just awarded. Um, one of the really interesting things we've seen from these micro-ag grants is the way in which the, the ag entrepreneurs work together, that the things that we've funded are actually allowing them to collaborate and partner. Um, we went out on a site visit to Oksana's produce. She has a, a commercial kitchen that she's leasing, and because she has that capability, there was another uh, micro-ag grantee, King Mushroom, and he needed a place to process, and so they work together. So it's been really interesting to see how that really builds up all of them as they, as they go forward. And we're also supporting the breweries. That's a big partnership. Our five breweries are really collaborative, work together really well. And we've been meeting with them regularly, supporting them uh, with advertising. And we're also going to be applying for a grant on their behalf for marketing purposes. So there's a lot of different avenues that this has taken from, from this funding opportunity. So I wanted to say thank you. Okay, so for tourism, uh, we had over 385,000 visitors in 2021. Uh, we had a 143% increase in hotel tax collections in uh, fiscal year 22. And we've recently added 120 hotel rooms with the Hyatt base. Um, and the hotel tax has increased monthly, um, year over year. So we look at that and it's about 25% increases over the month of last year. Um, so we've kind of attributed that to the increased room rates and the new uh, rooms at the Hyatt. So uh, the increase in the $5 million uh, was 117%. So if you look at FY21 versus 22, it uh, basically doubled for uh, sales and use tax. We've also looked at um, overnight visitors and we tagged some of our marketing to track foot traffic. So we can attribute our ads to 500 overnight visitors just in February. And we just try to get a sample uh, market for that, and then we can kind of see the effectiveness of our ads. Uh, also, we've been focusing on PR and group tours. So last week, we were able to get Libby's a spot on Fox 45. And this morning, Fox 45 Baltimore came here and did three interviews to kick off boat season. They were live this morning. So we'll post links for those when we have them. Um, and then- Who was on that? Stu? Oh, good. I did, yeah, I did one. We did, um, this morning, we met with um, Captain Meredith and did a kickoff for charter season. And then we did uh, water trails and paddle rentals. Um, that was the second one. And then the third, we did a boat show segment to kick that off for this weekend. So, um, And then we have some of our ads up here that uh, we've used recently. We also have digital and we have some videos scheduled to be shot um, as the spring season opens. Also, we focus on a one to three hour drive radius and we focus on overnight markets um, to try to generate overnight visits. And then we have our three standout events that we focus on, which is Bay Bridge Run, Boat Show, which we sponsored this year and we've worked with them closely. So we're really looking forward to it this weekend. And then we have the Waterman Association Basketry. Uh, just a quick update on the ferry feasibility study. That was, um, the contract selection, the RFP went out, the contractor was selected, 
that process, our kickoff event is supposed to happen in June with a six month turnaround. So at the end of six months, if everything works as planned in December, uh, we'll be able to provide you with um, a feasibility study that will determine if it's feasible, what the pricing would look like, what the boats would look like, where they would go, how it would operate, what the routes would be, all that stuff is yet to be determined. So this is the first step um, in that process that I just wanted to provide you with an update. And my role tonight really is just to help uh, highlight some of the projects going on in the area of workforce development where we're really focusing on partnering. As you can see, the, the high schools, the community, the businesses, and different entities together. Um, wanted to provide an opportunity for you to see one of the projects that we have in place that really most of these projects that we're going to talk about mostly tonight are really to provide career awareness for students, to promote the trades fields and career and technology education fields um, to students, parents, and the community, to um, offer businesses additional ways to share their business and their job and work opportunities um, with everyone and provide simple and clear ways for students and parents to locate things like internships, youth apprenticeships, and entry-level positions for uh, young people. Um, so the first one I was going to talk about a little bit is just we recognize, I'm always looking for ways that we can um, share more businesses with more <coughs> students and, about, and share more careers with more people. Um, we can't do field trips to every business, which we would love to do, because that's the best way to see it, is in place, face to face. So the next thought was, well, how about putting together local career awareness videos? <coughs> so we're in the process of doing that. We'd like to show one to you. It's very, they're brief. Um, we've, it's, it's a partnership between our, our division, our department, and QATV, and Queen Anne's County Public Schools, and local businesses that are willing to work with us. Started with any businesses offering an internship or youth apprenticeship. Started reaching out to them to see if they'd be interested in this. Um, the videos, I'll say, are already being shown at the two high schools during their um, daily TV shows that they show in the morning in the school. Well, I worked with them to create a career corner where once a week there's something career related, some sort of career awareness for the students to all see. And this is an example of what we're doing. So we are right now at uh, Baybridge Airport on Ken Island. We are Chesapeake Sport Pilot. We are a flight school and more recently maintenance facility. So we service experimental aircraft, gyros. So I actually started as a flight instructor. Um, I flew with my dad and I realized that I really liked the hands-on aspect of everything. So we do take pride in uh, getting people their degrees or their certifications, licenses if you will. Basically you can start from scratch with no experience and after about three years or so uh, you can start pursuing your A&P which is your airframe and power plant certification. So that gives you the ability to work on pretty much any GA aircraft that flies in here, then you can pursue your inspector's authorization after another couple years. So more certifications means more responsibility, but you're working your way up the career ladder. We did our first run last summer. Um, we had two interns. One was a recent graduate of Ken Island High School, 
and the other was a rising junior. The apprenticeship we offer to any high school student you can come in and do part of your school in the morning and then the rest of your school would actually be here with us. So you'd be getting hands-on, on-the-job training right from the source that could prep you for your AMP if you decide to pursue that. I believe they can contact their guidance counselor at their respective high school. They can also reach out directly if the student is interested and they can you know, schedule a day, they can come in here, we can kind of give them a little tour, give them an introduction, show them what we do, see if it's something that they might enjoy doing. They don't have to have that mechanical experience, you know, can create new habits, it's easier to start new habits than break old ones. It's really fun to work on a plane that comes in here and you work on it and you fix it and you get it back up in the air again and it's safe. And when you see somebody taken off in their plane, you can point up and be like, I'm the reason that that, that plane's up in the air. For more information, look for rack cards at businesses and schools or use the website below. Yeah. It's a great project. I'm excited about it. Could talk forever about it, but I know we have a short time. So um, another example on that one too is trying to also um, use examples of students, actually young adults in our area that graduated from our schools. Hannah Lagno graduated from Queen Anne's Canyon High School and moved up and that's so often we're trying to find someone in the business who also is a local person that can, everybody can relate to. Um, the next part, this is, some of this is new, not, maybe not new. Last year we implemented the third one off to the right, um, rack cards for all students as they graduated with a list of entry level job opportunities that any of the businesses offered as I, when I requested them. Um, we got a number of hits of people using that site. We, it's on the, our website, Queens County Economic Development website under youth. Um, and the combination of the number of hits we got, plus the number of businesses that let me know they actually hired someone as a result of the project. Decided to then expand it in the fall to have rack cards and a job list, or I'm sorry, internship and youth apprenticeship listings now also on our website. And there's a rack card for each of those separately. So look, and working towards just promoting this to be used through the high schools, students, parents, anywhere, have the rack cards in the public libraries different places so people, young people who are out of school can find job opportunities that are entry level that are reported to us by businesses and then also any other youth apprenticeship and internships. All right, so thank you. I know I don't talk loud enough. Um, economic development in a lot of ways is community development and that is such a huge priority for our department. Um, and so far for us, that has looked like engaging the towns and municipalities either individually or through the Council of Governments um, to talk about what it is they want and what their residents need. Can we help them bring in amenities that would be useful? Can we help set them up for success? Um, and we try to offer as much as we can to make those, those um, goals happen. In Sudlersville, that looked like uh, hosting a, a meeting with Department of Housing and Community Development, um, Maryland Department of Planning, Planning, Commerce, identifying um, what it is they, that they wanted, and then which was included as sustainable communities designation. So understanding that once we got in there and we understood what it is they wanted to do, we were able to look for funding sources, and so we were able to build in a project um, through the Rural Maryland Economic Development Fund money that's come through. 
and we will be supporting an economic development consultant for the town of Settlersville for two years to help get them where they need to be. So a person who will understand those priorities, help them develop a comp plan, and move them forward. Um, it also looks like us um, writing the grant for a feasibility study for the former Settlersville Middle School building and finding an adaptive reuse for that. I heard that that was given to the fire department. That's not correct. Oh, the, fire department, the fire department does own that building, and we've been supporting them in finding out how to, how to pursue adaptive reuse and make that building into something that's a resource for the community. To be determined. Working through it right now. Yeah, it's, a great, it's been a great process. Um, we've done a similar process with the town of Centerville um, and have had lots of meetings and are supporting them through funding for the wastewater treatment plant upgrade that will be um, upcoming, we're hoping, um, and trying to be really responsive to, to everyone who reaches out and needs help. We also support Churchill in a lot of ways. Um, and then I'll let you move through. So um, one, of the, one of the things I held off towards the end was our Economic Development Incentive Fund, or EDIF. Uh, that was started in 2013. Um, and I'm just going to read this, was established to support economic development in the county to provide financial assistance through loans, conditional loans that may revert to gr grants or a combination of both. Um, and it was originally established as such. In 2013, when it was established, it was funded through uh, recordation tax or a small portion of that at like 750000 And over the years, until 2016, that's how it was funded. In 2016, that stopped. Um, and then there were several transfers from the bridge loan as it sat stagnant for a while, and those funds were moved over, and that's what funded it as we continued to offer loans. In 2019, because the funding continued to decrease, we changed the limit. So um, if you were to look back in the history, many of the loans were larger, you know, $200,000, dollars $500,000. Uh, tops, but and so we reduced the amount of the loans to fifty thousand dollars, and also kind of shored up the way the agreements were written. So personal guarantees are required, security agreements on the fixed assets are required, um, and it, there's a job creation component that's always required. So we get something for the get. You know, you get. You want to make sure you get something for the, the monies that are given. Uh, the balance of the fund currently is at two twenty nine, and we do have some pending awards, and we actually have three current. Um, applications in that are going to be uh, sorry going to be um, looked at next week at, at the EDIF preliminarily so we, we reached out to some of the recipients uh, one of those was compass uh, years ago they received a three hundred thousand dollar conditional loan uh, to purchase their new headquarters obviously that was a small drop in the pot um, and currently they have over a hundred uh, total jobs full-time jobs um, and Heather Guerrero the CEO provided a um, a comment there. Then the next one we have is Powertrain uh, Products. They received a hundred thousand dollar conditional loan. Again, you know, a portion of what they needed to build their new building, creating twenty six jobs. Um, and then the next one that we we wanted to share with you is a smaller conditional loan. This is more current. Um, they purchased a coffee roaster and created three full time equivalent jobs. Um, and I promise this next uh, video is, is brief. You know, getting coffee from the source and connecting. But this is, again, a testimonial. That it's, you know, I love roasting it and I love all that. And I love, I love giving it to people and seeing their faces when they get a good cup of coffee. My experience with Queen Anne's County Department of Economic Development has been incredibly positive. Um, they've been responsive and supportive from the first phone call. We were 
really in need of a, a larger roaster, a 10 kilo roaster, and we're able to partner with the uh, Queen Anne's County Economic Development Incentive Fund um, to acquire that bigger roaster and help us uh, really grow to a sustainable point as a business. That was, uh, again, thanks to Queen Anne's County uh, Public Television for helping us out on creating that video. Um, and then, if you want to keep... Is that the one with Christian Graham? Is he part of that coffee? I think so. It's um, Broswell. It's the last name. This is a, a pretty new one, a $50,000 conditional uh, loan for Eastern Shore Urgent Care, which is right in Kingstown. Uh, that created 12 new jobs. They completely rehabbed that building, and they have been a, a wonderful partner. They've already created those jobs and are looking to hire more. So that was an awesome um, opportunity that we had to help them. And then the like next I said, uh, Queen Anne's County Economic, Economic Development and the County Commissioners busted their to get us here right and we appreciated that and that was uh paul reed smith from paul reed smith guitars and back in 2018 that he had a fifty thousand um, dollar conditional loan and they are almost to five hundred thousand or five hundred employees so they, they are one of our largest employers um, edif by the numbers i'm gonna talk quickly because i know we're out of time um, we created since the inception 1269 jobs uh, loans to date are 2.8, and again, several more, 2.8 million, and seven, several more are in the queue. Um, from that loan uh, amount, it created capital investment of $37.8 million. Um, you know, this is a, but if not for this money, these companies would not be able to open, they would not be able to expand to the level that they want to expand, or they would have to obviously start off on a, a smaller platform to get going. Um, so there is some risk always involved with these, um, but it, overall I feel as if, I mean, well before my time, so it's not my doing, has been a success. And the Economic Development Commission has been prudent with those funds. Uh, the, the, enhancement or request that I had put forward um, is, and don't, uh, it sounds a lot, a million dollar EDIF um, offering conventional loans and conditional loans. Um, existing, if you look at the, yes, if you look at this slide here, you'll see where we're proposing that funding would come from. We currently have a balance of 230,000 in, in the EDIF. There's also a revolving loan fund, again, established long before my time that has sat there um, unused. All the loans have been paid off, and there's currently a balance of $472,000 that we would be asking the commissioners to move over into the EDIF um, fund. And then lastly, the remaining portion would be a new request of 297 and change to get to that magic million dollar number uh, we would be also suggesting that they be that we the edif offers low interest loans up to a hundred thousand secured by fixed assets so that would be repaying continuing to uh, refund the edif um, and possibly offering some one-year uh, payment reprieves for new businesses that are just getting started, a chance for them to uh, get up and running before they have to make payments with varied interest rates and repayment terms, and then also continuing to offer the conditional loans that uh, it currently does, up to 50000 based on job creation, and possibly pairing those. It would just be on a company-by-company -company basis based on what they need. Um, so that, that is a request that we, we did put forth. Um, and after we're done, we're happy to ask 
answer any questions that you have. And then the last um, enhancement that we um, had put forth is, as you know, our visitor center is closing May 1st through November. We, we think about that time as they do um, improvements to the uh, site. And we are hoping to do a temporary visitor center at the Queenstown outlets in the corner where they used to have offered like services where you could walk in and get your coupons and that sort of thing. It's a pretty small space. Um, we would like to have that open as soon as we can, knowing that this closes in May, but there's just a temporary time gap from when, you know, our budgets are approved in July and when our um, center will close in May. So um, I just wanted to, to point that out where we're looking at $26,000 annually. The space is pretty um, inexpensive at 650 rent per month. And then, you know, some overhead lights, electricity, um, phones, that sort of thing. We wouldn't have any other overhead other than that. But that's something that we did put forth in, in our um, enhancements um, and wanted to bring that forward. And then the last thing I had was our QAC team who is wonderful and we couldn't do what we do without them. The only thing I'd like to see, Heather, is we still have that 250000 that we allotted for supposed to be apprenticeships and things like that to the college through the WIP board that's never been touched. I'd like to see that brought back over into the EDIF as well. MB. I think that's a great opportunity. The bridge fund and some of the other funds were set up with several different pockets of money that could be utilized for certain things and then we internally would manage those requests to make sure they were allocated within those funds. So I have seen it done before in the past. And Nicole could probably figure out how to get that back over. But I think it's just sitting there doing nothing right now. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I'm all good with the moving revolving loan fund and all over and bringing it under one umbrella. Thank you. Yeah. I have no problems with that. That's yeah. fine. Now the 297, you're just going to have to wait a couple more weeks, but <laughs> no promises on that one right now. Because unfortunately, the Board of Ed was here before you, and they're going to be here again on Thursday. So <sighs> I understand, but you know, anything that the commissioners yeah. are able to do, we're very. And I do like the ideas of breaking it out with the conditional loans and all that with the assets. I think that's going to open up some more opportunities because it's interest rates at the banks right now are pretty tough for a lot of businesses right. to go out there and it is. get that generate that kind of capital cash so a question for you did i was reading about a program um students build an airplane um have you anybody approached you with information about that i, I don't know if it's necessarily run through the school um but these kids and 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 can't recall the state that they're doing that in, but the students at the high school are actually building an airplane. So there's an investor that buys the kit and all the equipment that's necessary to build this airplane. The students are building this airplane. So it's a program that's going on right now. I'll get some more information and I'll, and I'll get with you on it. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you, ladies. Yes. Great job. You got a lot going on. There I you can go. tell you. <laughs> Commissioners, our uh, last group for this evening is the Department of Public Works. They've got five 
action items, actually four action items, one proclamation, tonight's proclamation night. This one's a doozy, um, but that's first up. So um, make Alan read it. Mr. Quimby, Mr. Edgar, and Mr. Moore. <laughs> you can read your own. One take a minute and we'll go. All right, so we will uh, continue on. Um, if you want to turn to tab number two, uh, for DPW, as I said, they have five items. The first being a uh, proclamation for Maryland Flood Awareness Month, 2316. That's you, Phil. Mm, of course, make the insurance agent, or former <laughs> insurance agent, do it. Tab You're two, current uh, insurance should be the first agent. item. You've seen a few floods. Um, <laughs> 2316. Yeah. Uh, proclamation 23-16. Bear with me because. You had a bunch of engineers write this, so yes, it's that's very right. long. <laughs> uh, whereas Governor um, Lawrence J. Hogan, Jr., former governor of the state, the great state of Maryland, proclaimed April 2021 the first Maryland Flood Awareness Month and commended this uh, observance to all citizens. And whereas the Queen Anne's County Board of County Commissioners likewise proclaimed April 2022 the first Flood Awareness Month in Queen Anne's County. And whereas just one inch of water in a home can cause up to $25,000 in damages, according to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and floods are four times more likely to occur than fires. Taking steps now to be prepared will make a big difference when a disaster arrives, and that preparation uh, will help the entire community. And whereas since 1970, there has been an increase in Atlantic hurricane activity, the 2021 hurricane season was the third most active season on record, having produced 21 named storms, and the 2022 hurricane season uh, was, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the third co um, costliest season on record, despite having put only 14 named storms up in two major hurricanes. Whereas the number of uh, intense storms is predicted to increase, and recent sea level rise projections for Maryland range from likely probability of uh, 0.4 to 0.9 feet up to 1% probability of 2.3 feet by 2050, and that sea level rise will, uh, will flood dry areas, particularly on the eastern shore where Queen Anne's County is located, increasing the depth of flooding, uh, shifting regulatory floodplains further inland and extending the reach of storm surges generating by coastal storms. And whereas many county residents at risk are at risk and may be unaware of these changes and be uninsured or underinsured against flood hazards. And whereas spring and summer weather with increasing incidence of uh, nuisance flooding requires residents of the Eastern Shore and Queen Anne's County take extra precautions to ensure being safe at home during severe weather or while traveling, which includes also being up to date on weather forecasts and having an emergency kit at home and, their and in their vehicles. And whereas the commissioners of Queen Anne's County join the Queen Anne's County Department of Emergency Services, Department of Planning and Zoning, and the Department of Public Works to encourage all county residents to learn more about the different flood hazards faced by individuals and communities across the state and to provide information on what county residents 
can do to protect themselves, their property, and their possessions, their communities from flooding and severe weather. And now, therefore, the county commissioners of Queen Anne's County do hereby proclaim April 2023 Flood Awareness Month here in Queen Anne's County. <laughs> so Lee doesn't get to write any more proclamations. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. How could you He's tell? He's done. <laughs> one and done. I got some assistance from the state on that one, so it makes it twice as bad. <laughs> uh, no, you guys did. I, I, I know that you, we take shots at you engineers because you guys are always, well, sorry, Todd, that you guys are, I mean, you guys just, you think of everything uh, and you, you probably um, have saved uh, the taxpayers a lot of money and, and flood policyholders a lot of money when it comes to having to pay for those flood insurance policies with their base flood elevation increases and coming in compliance with FEMA. So job well done. That was a mouthful. Mm. I'm still trying to digest it all. Go ahead. You had a, you, you had a nap today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah did <laughs> No, I didn't. Coffee, something. <laughs> wow. He stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. That's, That's right. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 20, years was the man. A, 20 years as an insurance agent writing flood there insurance. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, take it away, gentlemen. Excellent. Thank you, Commissioner Dumino. That's fantastic. Appreciate those comments. <laughs> all right. Give this to Alan. It was not a shot on engineers, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're at uh, tab number two. Our first action item is uh, item two on pages two and three. It's the, uh, for the Board of Education Administration building the old Centerville High School. This is the window replacement contract award for the replacement of 150 premium fitted windows in the uh, administrative office building. And they received, uh, looks like four bids ranging from 907,806 to over 1.6 million. And I believe we are recommending the award to the lowest responsible bidder, Bloom's Contracting of uh, Lanham, Maryland. Have they done work for us before? No. Have any of these four? Well, the uh, third and fourth have, yes. And? Uh, we're happy with the third and fourth. We're, we're a little bit concerned should, with number that one. that price we should be? Um, we're checking the references as we speak still. That's why the, the motion makes uh, reference to references. But um, we haven't been real thrilled with what we found out so far. But we're still looking into it. How many windows? 100. Is it 100 or a window, huh? Yeah. They're big windows. That's a big. Yeah. Yeah. I've built houses it's, for 90,000. <laughs> well. I guess, do we need a motion to make a uh, discussion or can we have discussion without the motion? I move to award the old Centerville High School window replacement contract to Bloom's Contracting Incorporated of Lanham, Maryland in the amount of $907,386 and contingent upon favorable confirmation of qualifications and references on part of the vendor, authorized director of public works to issue a notice of award and execute the contract on behalf of the county commissioners. And forgive me, Commissioner Wilson, it's 150 windows. I, okay. Yep, so about 7,500 windows. Yeah. Oh, second. I'm sorry. sorry. We have a motion and a second. Now discussion. Is this, was this the state grant? Yes. Is this funding? 250,000. Just 250, right? 250 was state asked grant. for a million though, right? Wasn't it? So how long do we have to spend that money? Do have to spend it by the end of this fiscal year. So, wouldn't be this fiscal year or next? June 30? June 30. 
of this year. I just, I, you know, I got a problem. I, I just think that we don't know what this building's going to be repurposed to or to whom or what, or if it's going to stay, if it's going to go, if it's going to be reduced down to the original school size. And we're going to put a million dollars worth of new windows in it. We're just putting new windows in the old two-story section, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, it would be just the, the two-story section, so those original two buildings there. The portions in the rear, we aren't doing anything with those. Right. Are you suggest that we might hold off? What, I mean, no, I, no, no. I, that we're going to build another high school or we have no, a whole No, no, not at all. What, this isn't used as a high school. <clears throat> this is a Board of Ed's administration building, which we are building them a new one. Oh. Uh, and this is a million dollars worth of money that we're going to spend, and we don't know what the building's going to be or who's going to use it and if they might alter it in any way or I just, I, I mean, these are the engineers. Mm -hmm. that, that's a political question. That's on you. Oh, but as an engineer, just hypothetically speaking, would you put a million dollars in windows in a building you don't know what the building's going to be used for? If I knew it was going to be repurposed for something, I would. Again, that gets to a political question. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. The window's obviously old. Um, are they causing, is, is their age causing any structural issues of the building by leaving what's there there? I guess my question. There are some windows that have some moisture intrusion and everything. A lot of the windows at the rear of the building are oh, original to the building. Yeah. Some in the front have been replaced in the decades previous. Mm -hmm. None of them meet present standards with regard to thermal efficiency and you know, keeping out moisture. Uh, to, to, to answer the question, I think when posed with the question, if we put some money into stabilizing the building, where is the best place to put it? We looked at mechanical and those types of things. We thought, well, windows, irrespective to what purpose the building might have, it's a pretty safe bet that those windows would be usable for any future use. Mm -hmm. That's why we selected windows. HVAC is something that you really need to know the use before you can design that in order for it to be effective. Would it be safe to say that not all the windows need to be replaced? No. Is it 10%, 20%? No, it's, it's all of them. But I mean, to hold, to buy time. Could they be phased, I guess is what Patrick's asking. Thank you. Could you do, you know, a, a priority of a particular set, maybe 10 windows or 15 windows at a time? starting with these they're the worst or maybe 20 of them are the worst or is there any way you can gradually do this or you certainly but i don't know that it's cost effective yeah. cost effective okay. or, or really makes any sense well, honestly let me ask another stupid question based on supply chain issues elevated cost of construction materials what in your mind would be the percentage savings to look at wait and see if things track back closer to what they were just say even a year and a half ago well you're going to sacrifice the quarter million dollars in grant funds i, I, I got that let's look past that though are we going to save a quarter million dollars i don't i, no, I don't think so no I, don't, I mean i don't know i can't predict the future any better than you can but yeah no i'm just, i don't see things going back not in the near term not in the next five years on that so I, I i'm obviously new at this so i you know i if you were to re first off can that building what would it cost to redo that building to state code that it could be used 
for the county, for the uh, Department of Education. Is that possible? I'm sure you would be in the eight to 10 million range. I thought it was more than that. We did a study. I think it was 11 at the study, but everything yeah. Yeah, was, 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 was at 11 too, so that's gone up to. Yeah, right, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, so. that would have been elevated. And a new building years, is you know. how much? 30? What's the new cost it's right a, now? Approximately 15 million right now, if memory serves me correct. Right. And the study showed that refurbishing the building would be as expensive as building a new one and still would not get it up to code. Right, because it wouldn't have the old. The ADA, the sprinkler systems, right. asbestos, whatever, it's all going on. And, and the study did not know about hidden issues and the cost associated with that. Right. No, that, that was God. That was God telling you, Alan. Um, you scared I'm the hell out of Alan. Alan. Next, next time somebody flicker the lights a little bit or something. Like, this is God speaking. Bruce, Bruce cue the cue lightning. lightning. <laughs> cue the lightning. That's what I mean. I don't, I mean, do we forego the 250000 Does it have to be spent on the windows or can you spend on anything? It was designed for, well, it was set up for exterior building envelope yeah. functions, you know, okay. windows, roof, doors, that kind so of stuff. So our capital to, to outlay is going to be about 750 then, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The county put up 750 and uh, we had a $250,000 grant. I mean, we could certainly uh, table this since there's some concern about the low bidder since they're still checking references and we can come back in a couple of weeks. So I think we do we have to spend the 750 to, in order to utilize the 250? Uh, Couldn't we just spend three? No, it's a straight grant. There's no, there's no matching on it. I don't think. I think it was a straight. So we could do two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of windows. There you go. It was the governor's. Yeah, it was a governor in the governor's budget, so it doesn't have any strings attached. Right. I don't. I just until we know what we're going to do with the building, what's going to happen. It just seems like we're we're throwing away money. I don't want to say throwing away, but you never know. That's all. I just it, is the decision. Sorry to ask these questions, but is the decision made? to not refurbish this building? No. No, 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 it's no. not made. No, we have a committee and everything looking into it. And it yeah, no decision has been made what to do right. with the old Board of Education Administration building as of yet. There's been a number of uh, ideas, whether it's for housing, for educational purposes, right. CTE school, but again, it's uh, it's going to be a huge capital investment to, right. to take it to that next level once we get you know the Board of Ed function out of that building. Can't re if we were to rehab it for whatever you said, 11 million, six, eight. the Board of Ed would not stay there. They don't want to stay there. No. Well, we're, we're building them a new building one Building them a new building. Yeah. Well, they, they've floated the idea of maybe having a uh, career development, yeah. um, or career CTE programs there, with culinary potentially, but there, there could be some facet of Board of Education use there. But we haven't, we haven't made that final decision. Yeah, I, I have, like, I have I, I have hesitations to make the decision tonight because I got to think about it quite quite frankly sure. to sit here and spend a million dollars right. for and just really in my head got to go through and figure out somewhat to Jim's point is what's the end game we're looking at what what is that building going to be and 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 I mean I'd like to even revisit some of the options that were brought forward because I don't remember what they were from the I'm task exterior, force that looked into it just to see in my own mind if I think any of those are even viable Oof. right now Could be what really well, even if we just take the 250 and just say we're going to spend $250,000 worth on windows yeah. or doors or, or something to that aspect is not to lose that money and then just hold off because like you said this is going to be the project if and when it comes around is going to be substantial and it's going to take. It's going to be the equivalent of what's right behind us. Right, uh, probably be more than Honestly. what's right behind us. Yeah, 
And that's what I'm saying. And maybe that, at least it's, it's all tied into one package. And that's all. I just, I'd like to see it all be. How's the roof? How old is the roof? That's a nightmare, too. Slate. Yeah. How old, I mean, does it need to be work? Could but we use the two? Have you toured yeah. the building? No. Please go over I, there and take well, it. No, that's not yeah. true. I've been in it for yeah. a debate. But I. Yeah. No, you need to take the. Yeah, you need tour. to take the tour. Go down and see the, the mechanicals. You gotta go see the boilers oh, yeah. and everything. So I'm just asking, would the 250 help with the roof? It's close to. That roof's gonna. I doubt that we would have a spec bid and ready by by June. You gotta remember, yeah. you work on a timeline right. too. Yeah. So the the logical thing is probably the 250 and. Windows. All right. So why don't we amend the. But we got we got no, it's, it's, it's gotta come back. It's they gotta come back because they're gonna get it's gotta be a separate okay. RFP. All right. so well, identify let's make a, the windows. Let's make a decision then. Well you can just re re rescind your motion, that's all. I didn't make it. Oh I did. Okay. So um rescind it and we'll yeah. table it. Why don't we just I'm um, yeah, so I will officially rescind my motion mm -hmm. and we'll table this till we hear back from you guys regarding the um Possibly. The qualifications for these uh, the, these bidders, yeah. and sure. and could you also get back to us? <coughs> Sorry, Margie, I know this is a lot. Just get back to us um, as soon as you can about how many windows can be done for right. for this amount. Yep, we'll do that, and so we'll judge. Thirty-three. We'll, we'll trust you guys to right now choose which windows got to be replaced so first. The thirty to thirty-five range to get done. If you could target thirty-five windows out there, you thought. Would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we, absolutely. I mean? we, we'll look at those things and come back to you as soon as possible. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, yeah. Definitely. Right. Hmm? Hate to make it tough, but that's right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that was a big pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shane, you're on the board. Okay, Commissioner. You're on the clock. Item, yep. <laughs> item three, page four through seven, Little Kidwell Avenue extension. See? No, this is an easy one. Shane? We know what this is that? used for. Yeah. <laughs> And it's going good down there. So I move toward the Little Kidwell Road extension project to Middleton's Construction Company LLC of Centerville, Maryland, amount of six hundred five thousand nine fifty-three via the April fourth competitive bid. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Can you just tell Shane that for the public that's watching what this what's going on here? Why are we doing this? And Joe, we're extending a Little Kidwell. Um, uh, where it currently ends to Vincent Street in Centerville, um, which would basically run adjacent to the uh, planning and zoning and the new YMCA. It's about 525 feet of closed section roadway, um, and uh, it's 605,000. So we want to jump on this immediately. Um, we have a very tight window on this one. Good. So we'll give notice to proceed tomorrow if approved tonight. Okay. Any other questions? Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Five out. Just a thumbs there up. There you go. God said yes. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, commissioners. And uh, item four on pages eight through 12 is a six wheel dump truck purchase to help with the road construction project here, right, Shane? Yeah. So we. Uh, <laughs> One way to. <laughs> One way to frame it. What you do, do you you ask for the trucks Actually, first? It won't be here. And the then when you have the truck, be, now you do the roads. Yeah. Yeah. The project will probably be done by the time the truck comes. But this is a request yeah, really. to purchase one six-wheel dump truck from a Freightliner off the state of Delaware contract for two hundred eight thousand nine hundred eighty-five dollars and eighty-nine cents. I'll make that ask a question first. Well, let's make a motion and get a second, and then go ahead. You make the motion. I move to purchase one six-wheel dump truck from Freightliner of Delmarva. Uh, of Delmar, Maryland, in the amount of 
$5.89 via the State Delaware Existing Contract, GSS 22617. I'll second that. Any discussion? Yeah, so just a quick question. Um, what, what kind of delivery time frame, realistic, are you looking at on this thing? They won't give us one. Yeah, so, so I guess my question is, is can we give, and, and this is more of a, I guess, a technical question, can we give budget authority for this purchase, but you guys kind of, you know you can purchase it up to this amount, but and look around, maybe you find one cheaper, maybe a better delivery date or whatever, just to give the authority to go get it versus you get locked into this. Because the only reason I'm saying that is in the last four months, we've had to recall, what, four vehicles now that we had yeah. given the money for, didn't get them, and now they're more expensive. So I'd rather that would, work, just... that would work great on some of the smaller equipment. Okay. But this, all the dump trucks that we purchased, crew cab, one tons, uh, and a six wheel like this, they are a composite. Then we have to buy the truck and the frame. We have to send, then it gets sent by them to okay, another sure. company, get the body put on. Yeah. So they are not sitting anywhere on a lot ready to go. I got you. Um, so this is in, we ordered a crew cab June of 2022, and we, we still haven't gotten it. But you raise a good point. Yes, that would be very helpful. Very good point. Uh, three or four months ago, I came before you to buy a skid loader. Uh -huh. Yeah. They sold it out from unders. We never had a chance. We still don't have it. So, yeah, the, the formal process like we've been going through to buy equipment not working i mean yeah i'd like you to bring in if you see it foresee it i'd like to give you the budget authority for it and then go shop it i mean i i mean we did it on the smaller stuff yeah we we talked about yeah. doing some yeah. adjustments to the procurement policy yes. you know at least in the interim to allow spending affordability of, said yeah. you know we should up it so the Todd can make those decisions right, but that wasn't that wasn't going to cover this i'm thinking no correct but it would still would cover a lot of the other ancillary pickups cars you know skid loaders I think but also doesn't that doesn't does this lock your price in though are you ordering this truck? Some will not lock the price. That's what I'm saying. No, and that's, oh, what I'm, okay. that's the other thing. That's why I'll say because yeah. a lot of these guys, they're like, okay, if, if you came in the next day and say, well, I'll buy it for 212 I'll give you 212 it's gone. Feel, they're going to call us up and say, hey, guess what? We just ordered with another guy for 212 This This truck and the truck we per we ordered last June are both of the same situation where they told us they, we, they were not taking additional orders. We were going to defer. And then last minute they go, somebody dropped out of the waiting line. Right. Well, you guys, you I'm guys will that. give it to you next. So that's why we're running so fast trying it's, to get it's it. It's horrible. So we don't yeah. want to drop out. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I say maybe we look at the procurement policy to that effect to where, you know, the department's got a need to come in, try to give it as, as much advance notice so that we can get the authority, budget authority out there to go shop hard. And if the deal's there, take it. Yeah. Instead okay. of having to come back to, to us two weeks later for not meeting that week or whatever the case may be. So, to okay. his point, you know, is save 2021 money. really much worse than a 2023, to, to, to Commissioner's point? If you could find a 2021 or a 2020. Well, they do say, a lot. I mean, say, you know, the price goes down 20 percent 30 percent within a no it won't but i think availability is your biggest issue right now right because they got to be able like shane's saying they're not sitting on a lot so find one you got to be able to close the deal you can't right exactly that's my yeah. point you got to be right there you don't get time to think about it dick yep. yeah yeah so, so you're I, saying you it's up to the two hundred eight thousand. Yeah, yeah you just mm -hmm. changed the wording yeah but yeah i would just make it to give the budget authority to do whatever you got to do for it mm-hmm well, like I said, so we so we have the motion, we have the second. For I that agree. amount, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, that amount, yeah. so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. So, any other discussion? All righty. So, should, seeing, we, should we change the wording to? No, we can. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're getting done. the they're getting the money. So yeah, 
they'll have the, the budget authority and hopefully they'll get the truck. If not, hopefully if they see something else and the money's there and, and uh, they can snatch it up. So, all right. Uh, all right, well, uh, we're voting on to purchase one six-wheel dump truck from Freightliner of Del Marva of Del Mar, Maryland in the amount of $208,985.89 via the State Delaware existing contract GSS 22617. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Which is that, Chris? Aye. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 5-0. Okay. So, uh, does that, what happens if they find one in Tennessee, you know, and it's not Del Marva of Delmar, does that matter, the wording? I'm just no, asking. No, not necessarily, okay. no. No, that's just a, It doesn't mean you have to buy it from that's that. That's the purchasing that's contract correct. number. That's, that's all they're based yes. on. Yeah. 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 All right, thank you, commissioners. All right, our last item for this evening uh, for Public Works, item five on pages 13 through 15 is the long-awaited Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center site improvement contract. And this is a, uh, a bid we received for the Visitor Center parking lot project. And we received two bids, one from David A. Bramble, base bid 966227 Second base bid was from JJID at $1,616,000. And there were three alternatives to the bid. And we would look for uh, a motion to award the contract. And then if you want to select some or all of the alternates, I believe we're recommending probably all three alternates as part of the project. Um, so that does create um, a bit of a budgetary shortfall as well. So we do need to um, increase the uh, an allocation in the FY24 budget to cover uh, the low bidder, the low responsible bidder of David A. Bramble. Uh, so right now, I think we would need to increase the FY24 budget uh, up to 410,000 mm. uh, to cover the entire project, which the uh, the overall project came in with a low bidder at $1,118,127. The poll side is here if you want to more detail on the alternate. Uh, tab two, item five. All right. All right, see you. Yeah, it's up on the, and up on the screen here is a uh, digital picture of the site work, the uh, revised uh, parking lot that would be built and then of course the the groundwork with some trail systems uh, where we just completed the new uh, bulkhead out there and the um, the T dock in front of the visitor center um, you know that uh, Miss Tonelli See, this is this is yeah. one of those sites that w when I look at it you know with all the landscaping going on there who maintains all that who's gonna you know is this I know we, we uh, in the budget we've got landscapers lined up to take specific jobs this would be one of them i'd like to keep in there just because of what this building is and you know it's it's a first site okay. of queen anne's county i, I just want to we can certainly do that commissioner yeah. right now uh, right. we decided to keep yeah. this under our umbrella during the construction phase but we can certainly talk to yep. the uh, kndf about yep. assuming the responsibility for the, the site afterwards certainly Any questions about the scope of the project? Um, we can go over those it's, if you like. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad to see we're here. It's unfortunate that it's, it's, we've got to increase that budget again, but that's that's the world we live in. 
So we need both these motions? This is a six-month contract. Because one's the base and then the other one's the alternates, right? Yeah. yeah. We okay. would need to award the base bid and okay. if there's any... I move to award the base bid for the Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center Site Improvements Project to David A. Bramble Incorporated of Chestertown, Maryland in the amount of $966,227 via the April 4th competitive bid. And I move to award the base bid, well, and the alternate, alternates, alternatives for Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center Site Improvements Project to David A. Bramble Inc. of Chestertown, Maryland in the amount of uh, the alternates would be a, the total. I went. Yeah. Let's let's start over, Margie. I'm sorry. Okay, let's start over. Let's do the I know base bid contract. Yeah, just just then the, do the alternate one. second. Yeah, I move to award the base. What is it? I'm sorry, Jack. Do the base bid and then do the alternates as a second. Well, the alternate. Then we got to add them up. Or can I just put them all together at one time? It's one point something million. What's the total? Are you going to do all three alternates? Yes. I'm going to read just just read the mission. Yeah, the second contract and alternates for yeah. one point one and call it one million. Alternates one through three with the yeah. one million dollars. There you go. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, I move to award the base bid and alternate alternates. There you go. One, two, and three for the Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center site improvements project to David A. Bramble Incorporated of Chestertown, Maryland, in the amount of one million one hundred eighteen thousand one hundred twenty-seven dollars via the April fourth competitive bid. That covers it. I got it. Second. All right. We have a motion and second. Any discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 We'll have one absent, two absents. Two Chris absents. is, I guess he had to get on his plane. God has left us and the Riddlers left us too. So it's three yeses, that's all it takes. So it's done. Man, he's heavy, this heavy lifting. We're falling out of here by attrition right now. Yeah. <laughs> First there were five, now there are three. Uh-huh, yeah. But you guys ain't asking yeah. for any more money. We may make it to round table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they we're done. Are we done? That's, 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 yeah, you done. guys are done. You're done. Thank Away you. we go. And when is that going to be completed? When? Um, November. November. Hopefully. This, this fall. Yes. This yeah. Fall. This fall. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be messy at the. Uh, yeah. Down that's there okay. for a bit this summer. And we're going to hold off on the planning still fall, right? A majority of the. Yeah. That was the idea of our yeah. last meeting we had for the planning to be in fall. It'll, you know, it's better time to have those plans. Good. Installed at that time. Yeah. Very good. All right. All Thank right. you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all for being so patient today, waiting on. Uh, you were on time. All right. That's it. That is all of the action items, all of the presentations we had this evening, commissioners. Um, we can. Uh, yeah, we'll go to press and public comment. Anybody here want to talk? <laughs> Yes, no? We don't have any, if it's not in the agenda, we're not going over it, but if there's something you want to talk about, feel free. Sure, come on up. Yeah. You want to read your blurb, Todd? Can you? Yeah. Be... <laughs> oh, you have, uh, what? This is my name and my address. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing. We respect your desire and right to convey your message freely. Please speak at the standing microphone. State your name and topic of interest. And in keeping with the dignity of our office, please express all views in a respectful and civil manner. Okay. My name is Kimberly Molesky, 
and I live on Haymaker Drive. And the reason why I'm here this evening uh, may be a little premature, but the reason why I'm here this evening is um, to discuss what's happening with um, our head coach, Al Waters, at the Queen Anne's High School. I'm not sure whether you're aware, but he has been asked to resign. Um, so he has not resigned as of yet, and I won't speak to that because it'll have to go to the superintendent, you know, and the principal's dealing with it and such. But I would like to speak to, um, with to respect to what Coach Al does for our community um, as the head coach football in charge of football. Sorry, a little nervous. That's okay. That's right. um, so Coach Al, he not only re represents the, um, the football team, whether it be the JV or the um, varsity team, he also represents all of the um, players that are coming up through UQA. Eventually, they'll be playing um, for Queen Anne's High School. So, you know, that's not just 100 kids, it's potentially thousands of kids. And he also, um, right now, with the seniors, like last year, um, there were eight seniors, and six of them were awarded um, college offers. And Coach Al actually meets with um, the colleges and universities, whether they come to our school, and takes his own personal time to meet with them and to meet with the player to, um, to try to get them an offer. He also takes parents and players to those college and universities on his own time um, to help you know, a lot of these, uh, well, all of the players, really. There's 800 and I think 86 um, colleges and universities. So whether you're a person who um, is really strong academically or is sort of a standout, there's a lot of room for a lot of the players to receive offers. Um, he also focuses on their character and also on their GPA. We've got, I think there's six students right now that have a higher than a 4.0 GPA. And um, I just, to backtrack a little bit, um, there's even one player this year that has received uh, six to seven offers from different colleges and universities. One of the yeah. universities is even Yale. So I think, um, you know, there may have been a violation that has occurred. I'm not certain. I'm not going to speak to that, but I do know that it's petty. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it warrants asking a person who's giving this much to our community to be asked to resign mm -hmm. when he could have an impact on not hundreds but thousands of uh, athletic students in our community. And the reason why I'm here tonight, uh, again, I said it's premature, but I think that you make decisions um, and talk to persons that um, make decisions that are in the best interest for our community as a whole. Well, I appreciate you coming in and, and sitting through the whole meeting to, to talk. We should, should have had you at the first press and public comment. But uh, I would say, uh, as commissioners, we don't have any say in, in, in these issues that are with the Board of Education. I would say that tomorrow night, the Board of Eds meets tomorrow mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. I would 
go there and voice your concerns. Well, it's my understanding, and you know, this is new to me, um, but that we have to give two weeks notice. I, I'll look into that tomorrow morning, but I didn't know that I could actually, I was gonna go to the May 3rd meeting. Huh. No, you okay. can sign up. It's, yeah, that's it's just like, you can just gotta, go. Yeah, you have to have press and public comment at every yeah, meeting. Yeah, right, that's the public law, meeting, so. yep. <laughs> You should be able to go in there and yeah. sign up and speak just like here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And well, maybe the be a little bit they're more the decision makers. They, so. yeah. Ultimately, they are, and that's what yeah. I was just going to say is yeah. they are, they're the ones that have to make the decision. I mean, yes, we talk to them just like we would talk to you or anybody else, but we ultimately don't have that decision making. They're an elected board as well. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we and listen, I sympathize. We've gotten all the emails this week and. Mm -hmm. Versus going and answering them all, I know that Dr. Salins has reached out and answered some of them to say that, you know, to kind of clarify that for the people that have emailed. So um, I was going to mention it at Roundtable anyway, that uh, appreciate all the emails, love getting them, because it's kind of lonely sometimes being a commissioner. But when we do get them and we have to deal with them, it's a different story. But unfortunately, this was one we can't. And like I said, I sympathize with all the parents and kids and everything. So Yeah, I mean, it's impacting our whole yep. community. Yeah. But it's no. a personnel issue as yeah. well, and that's those get right. tricky too. So, but well, appreciate you coming out. Thank you. I appreciate that's what you. I'm being told too, because it's a personnel. It's a personnel. I don't know anything mm -hmm. other than what you know. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yep. Yep. That is a fact. Yep. We know what you know. So, thank you. Okay. Thank well, you. thank you very much for yeah, your time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And unless Beth is going to speak, we got anybody. Online? I thought I saw something online. It was. There was a youngster just online. He's been joining our Zoom a lot. Commenting and leaving very fast. All right. All right. We'll close press and comment. We'll go to roundtable. Jack, fire away. Just one thing on the update on the solar bill. Um, it did get pushed through. It was amended down. It kind of, It's basically, for, for the county's sake, it's more status quo. Um, we'll maintain our uh planning and zoning capabilities right now but it's definitely something we'll have to continue to be vigilant on and watch how uh it may come back in a different form but uh yeah all in all we, we tweaked by that one so thanks to mako and the, our lobbyists we had down there and everybody that got involved in it we were able to kind of sway the opinion so um and i'll, I'll have some more obviously sunny die was just uh last night yeah. so they're still sorting through what actually got uh passed and what's going to the governor's going to sign so i guess we'll wait and see what flushes i know we did get our uh our alcohol bill yes dig it through yeah. so that now you can you do not have to live, live in the county yeah. to own a liquor store and or restaurant in queen anne's county any longer based on supreme court decision so you can now get a liquor license yeah. patrick i was just gonna ask about coach al i fear yeah. it's kind of been yep. taken care of well Very good. i don't think it's taken care of I do concur with what she was, her concerns, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's just a lot I don't know. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot coming with, with the Bay Bridge construction, and and uh, <laughs> I'm a little tired tonight, so we're going to leave that for the next meeting and go over that and some of the, I mean, we're, it's not going to get good, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem, so. Meaning? Just traffic. I mean, we we are we've been told that the, they're they're monitoring the traffic like as we do, and the numbers of vehicles crossing are, are at an all-time high. And, and it's not in hours. Are, that's not an issue anymore because I had to come across a eight thirty nine o'clock 
few weeks back, whatever it was. And I was like, I might as well have been 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, normally yeah. back in the day, you crawl across there with another 15 cars. Yeah. That was traffic. Yeah. Literally, it was almost bumper to bumper, and there was no accidents. There was no. nothing going on. It is. If they it's, put it's, those uh, red lights on the service road, it's going to make it twice as bad as it's no, going to be. It makes it twice. It, it actually works. I don't believe it. Well, I'm, it, if you if you lived in Broadneck, you'd when believe it. When you're sitting there yeah. in traffic, it well, you're, you're those people are the ones getting yeah, off trying to subvert the system that, anyway. Right. They're yeah. the guys you right. want to catch. Yeah. They're the ones I look over at. Local now. resident, mind you. No, I, I. You know what? I stay on 50 anymore because yeah. honestly, since they got rid of the toll booths right. and all that, you move. You don't. You're not at a dead stop for right. miles and miles unless there's an incident. Correct. Honestly. But Correct. you get those guys on the service road. They got to get themselves back. The up service to roads. The, the the red light red lights are coming. Right there at the uh, corner there, of the, Jamal's. Possibly two, maybe three of them, all over down through there. Have, there's three options on the table. Are they gonna put them on both sides or just? Well, there's three options on the table. One to make it. You know, so I was gonna talk about it next in two weeks. But okay. you're gonna make uh, the access roads basically one you way. Should let Queen Anne's County people use that road. Well, we're the locals. We are the ones. That's like saying that. that but that's like the, saying bulk that. Bulk of the backups all year long. Everybody pays the taxes. On yeah, but I, yeah, but that's like saying yeah, and the broadneck people are the ones that are, you know, on our side streets. We'll do it on the other side. Yeah, so, but we'll see. So, so let me ask you this real quick, and I, you're probably going to go down this road. So, if they're going to give Anne Arundel County authority to do that, are we going to get any authority on our side for? It? There you go. That is a good question. All right. Just That's a good curious. question. Yep. See? Put red lights. For years in. it was, yeah. you can't touch that. You know right. what I mean? You well, these are red lights. So the, these aren't shutting the roads down. These well, are we just. We could have red lights that yes, flash when they're not. They are shutting the road down because they're open for 30 seconds. Well, and then no, they but they're going to flash yellow probably. What do you think happens at 213 and uh, 350? That's right. That's exactly. It's called metering of traffic, and that's. That's how you control Which the traffic. Hurts, but yeah. that's my point. It hurts locals. Yeah. Stay well, with 50. It, it hurts everybody. But the, the, the problem is, you know, local or, or not. 50% or, of our folks go over the bridge. And they're all using the service road. So I disagree. I, I don't. I, I, yeah, I disagree Patrick, with that. I, I haven't yeah. used the service road in fucking five years. Because yeah. I just realized that when you get off on there, every other idiot with Waze is getting off on there. So you're yeah. just sitting there with them and you can't go nowhere. So. And we know from... You know, just the conversations with the Broadneck Peninsula people that when the red light was up there, no. Waze told them to stay on 50, and because they had those people could go to and from right. their homes. And yeah. Man, how long ago has that been though? That red light's been going for years, hasn't it? No, just one year. They, they, we did, the, I'm talking about there's just a temporary one that oh, was up for two weeks. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. I got you. So well, the experiment. Yeah. Well, yeah, but back years Seconds ago, there green. used to be a red light there at Jamal's on the service road, a regular red light back in the day. Oh, Way you mean the yeah. shopping center over there? Yeah, what Whitehall Inn was all yeah. still open. Back yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be yeah. a red light there. Yep. Yeah, that Volvo dealer will like it. So we'll see. Um, all good. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. Aye.